Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Evolve Your Life podcast. Today, it is a solo episode. I am trying to get these episodes out a little bit more frequently. I've taken a hiatus just kind of over the past couple months, and I am excited to get back. Um, I have new podcasting headphones. I hope they sound good. Let me know if you like them. Um, But before I get into too much random chit chat, I do just want to hop right into today's topic, which is how to repair your relationship with exercise. This is something I've seen people struggling with as a lot of us are starting to recover from our disordered eating habits and our disordered relationship with food and our disordered relationship with exercise in the gym. I think from like 2014 to 2016, 17, 18, honestly, until the present, there was this huge surge of fitness influencers. And I think that it did a lot of damage to people who are watching. I can raise my hand and admit that I am one of them um, who was affected by it, but then also definitely portrayed it. Um, We followed these women that we thought were healthy and were fit and were living these amazing lifestyles. And we tried to replicate what they were doing as far as eating the same foods as they do. Raise your hand if you've watched a full day of eating video. I am raising my hand right now. Um, We tried to replicate these women's lifestyles because we were obsessed with how they looked. We were obsessed with what they did. We were obsessed with them as humans. And we thought that they were the pillar of health. And as we now are starting to move more into this body positive, body liberation, self-love, body acceptance, as we're now moving towards that side of it, we are recovering. We are learning to have food freedom. We are learning to love our bodies. We're learning to not feel like we always have to be in the gym trying to get rid of every ounce of cellulite. We're learning to accept these things about ourselves because we've realized the damage that obsessing over food and obsessing over the gym has done to our brains and to our bodies and to our lives. And um, as we move into this time of recovery, There is now this weird, it's almost like, I call it like your post-recovery, and it's this weird like phase and feeling when you've recovered from your eating problems, you've recovered from like maybe obsessing over the gym, but you now are in this place where you do want to be healthy. You do want to work out. You do want to feel good and look good, whatever good means to you, and how do you do that without falling back into your obsessive habits? How do you do that without feeling like you are going too far that direction again? How do you do that and still be body positive, still love yourself? How can you work out and want to move your body and not get too obsessed with it. So that is what I want to talk about today. I know it's something that a lot of you guys are struggling with. Um, It's something that I definitely have struggled with. I'm starting to now really recognize um, how to deal with that, not only personally, but also within my clients. And I'm excited to share some of my thoughts on this topic with you guys. So number one, um, let's talk about fitness versus health. So fitness is, I mean, I could look it up. I'm not going to, but fitness in my book, when I think of fitness, I think of movement. I think of the gym. I think of lifting dumbbells and running and physically moving your body. Your fitness level is very physical and it's very aesthetically driven. Um, 
it's very, the goals are very oriented around, um, numbers, like how fast you can run, how high you can jump, how much you can lift, how much you weigh, what are your size measurements, all of that kind of stuff that kind of determines your fitness level. Now let's talk about health. What is health? Personally, I break health down into how many things do I have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven different pillars, let's say. Um, when I think of health, health to me means your physical health, your nutritional health, your occupational health, your mental health, your emotional health, your social health, and your financial health. All of those things affect your health and they affect how your body functions and they affect how your mind functions and ultimately it affects how your life functions. So fitness and health are not the same thing. I'm going to say that again, maybe a little slower for the ladies in the back. Fitness and health are not the same thing. And I think that we get this just mixed up way too often. And we don't realize how damaging that is because we think fitness, okay, going to the gym, eating salad and broccoli and not eating carbs, all of that stuff that fitness kind of (laughs) entails. Um, we think that that's health and that is actually not health. Maybe for someone or some of you that that's your version of health, but for the majority of the population, that is not health. Health looks very different. And your job now as someone who maybe has dealt with obsessive behaviors in the past, is figuring out what health looks like to you now. What does health look like? Does health look like going to the gym twice a week and focusing on your schooling and your studies and your work and your mental health and going out maybe once on the weekend with your friends? Maybe that's your version of health. Maybe you're in a position where you just had a kid and your family is your number one priority and then your mental and then emotional and then physical and then nutritional. And you're actually on leave for work right now. So your occupational health kind of is sitting on the back burner. Everybody's version of health looks extremely different. And then also within that, your version of health is always changing when life is changing. So if you do have a kid, that's obviously a huge change in life. Things in your health, like priority list are going to change your family. Like I said, your family health, your kid's health is going to go to the top of your priority list. And you also need to be at the top of your priority list as far as like your physical health, um, so that you can perform and provide for this child. Um, but maybe in three or four years from now, your work is going to go back to number one because you now need to financially and through your occupation support for your family. Um, So whatever season you are in in life, your health journey is going to look very, very different. And I think that's where a lot of us struggle when it comes to getting back into the gym and repairing our relationship with exercise and food. We have this really, really tight grip on our physical health and we have this even tighter grip on our nutritional health. And that is because we have become so obsessed and those are things we can control. We can control how much we go to the gym. We can control what we eat. Sometimes we can't control our mental health. We can't control our emotional health. We can't control our social health because that's including other people. Sometimes we can't control our financial health and those things we can't control. So we don't really focus on them because they're not easily controllable. So we focus on the physical and we focus on the nutritional. And if we have those in our tight, tight grip, then we feel good, but only for a certain amount of time until you become way too obsessed and you realize that your tight grip on these two parts of your health have made the other parts of your health, which arguably are more important, they're starting to fail and they're starting to degrade and just really affect you. 
So I like to compare it, literally think about a tight fist. You're squeezing these, these parts of your life, your physical and your nutritional health, when in fact you need to release, like literally just like imagine you're like release on your grip, just like letting go a little bit. You release your grip on your control with those two things and you allow the priorities in your life to kind of shift and pivot and change depending on what comes up in life. And that is where you can find that balance with health. It's hard. I'm not going to say, sit here and say, yeah, just like balance your health out. It's super easy. No, it's not easy to go from going to the gym seven days a week for two hours to suddenly being like, yeah, I'm only going to go three days a week now. I'm going to listen to my body. Like that's, you don't even know what listening to your body means. You don't even know what that feels like. So this is a very slow and difficult process. Um, if you are really struggling with this, I highly recommend you do talk to a therapist as far as like a eating disorder therapist or, um, just a, a therapist that specializes in, um, disordered relationship with your body and stuff like that. But, um, so yeah, we have the seven pillars of health, which again, I'm going to repeat that physical, nutritional, occupational, mental, emotional, social, and financial. And, when you have these in, I hate the word balance, but when you do have these more balanced and you allow these to ebb and flow in your life, then you are going to find that your health journey becomes a lot easier. It becomes a lot easier because you're not always just like freaking out if you can't get to the gym and you're not freaking out if there's not a certain food at a certain place. Like you're able to just go with the flow because you understand that different areas of your life become more important at different times and it's going to maybe go back and it's going to change and it's going to shift and just things are going to need you to just like calm down, honestly. And, um, that's when life gets fun because you're not so worried about just two specific areas of your life. And you've really released that grip on these two areas of your life. So, um, as far as repairing your relationship with exercise, um, I think it, food has a big thing to do with this. I'm not going to go into the food freedom aspect. I've done plenty of podcasts on food freedom. If you want to go and listen to those, I highly recommend it. If food is what you're really struggling with right now. But as far as exercise goes, I think that especially when you're someone who is now kind of recovering from obsessively going to the gym, something that you have to realize is figuring out what your journey looks like and really putting on your blinders to everybody else. Because just like before, how you may have been looking at these fitness influencers, watching these YouTube videos, and kind of replicating other people's fitness journeys in order to try and live a life like theirs or look like them or whatever it is we were trying to do, you're now doing the same thing, but kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum. It's like you're trying to replicate these body positive people and you're trying to like let's, for example, I'm sure a lot of you guys listening, you guys follow Mick. You're trying to replicate what Mick does and Mick doesn't move her body as much as maybe this other body positive influencer does, but I'm, I really love Mick. And so I'm going to do what Mick does because she seems like she's really recovered and happy and healthy in her body. And I'm going to replicate that. No, no, no. Mick's journey is Mick's journey and Mick's body is her body. My body is my body and my journey is my journey. And what she requires to feel healthy and to feel good mentally and physically is very different than what I require to feel good and feel healthy and feel like my journey is on track. Um, so 
again, just like what got you into this mess of following people and replicating their journeys into an unhealthy relationship with gym and food, you're now doing the same thing, but on the opposite end of the spectrum. So you need to put the blinders on and realize that this is your journey. This is your journey and you have to do what feels best for you. You have to listen to your body. You might not know what that even sounds like or what that feels like. You might not have a good relationship with your body right now, but that's where you need to start. You need to start trying to listen to your body. And a good, so a good like tangible thing you can do, um, Mick is someone that taught me this, is asking yourself in the moment, what is the kindest thing I can do for my body right now? That's a really easy way to kind of determine is what I'm doing, is this what my body's asking for, I guess. So if you're sitting there and you just ate five pieces of pizza and you feel like crap and you're like, oh, I need to go to the gym, I need to go to the gym, but you maybe had a really hard workout session the day before and you're really sore, ask yourself, what's the kindest thing I can do for my body right now? The answer might not be go work out. The answer is probably going to be, let's drink some water. Let's actually talk a little bit kinder to the body. Let's sit down and not feel guilty about this. And let's just understand that it's okay. And that might be, or maybe your body, you are feeling like, okay, I really do need to move. I feel like this will help me. I feel like that's very kind to my body. I'm not going to go and try and work off the pizza. I'm just going to go move because my body is feeling lethargic and my body is really feeling like it needs to just move in whatever way feels best for it. So really starting to figure out how to communicate with your body and how to be kinder to it and how to give it kindness and show it kindness. Um, And then also too, and this is probably going to be my last point before I just keep talking for hours, um, figuring out what way you like to move your body. Again, we got into this mess because we followed people and we replicated their journeys. And if they were lifting, then we were lifting. If they were doing cardio, we were doing cardio. If they were trying this gym, we were trying this gym. And while there's nothing wrong with like trying new things and getting ideas from people, there is something wrong with only doing it because you want to look like them. So kind of erasing any preconceived notion of what exercise and fitness looks like and starting to redefine what exercise and movement looks like for you. So a great example is this summer, I fell in love with playing tennis with my boyfriend. I I didn't play it in high school, but I've always played tennis just like for fun with my sister and stuff. She was really good. And I'm pretty freaking good at tennis. And so is my boyfriend. And we started playing tennis this summer. And there were so many days where I was like, oh, I do not want to go to the gym. But I really, really, really want to play tennis. And I want to be able to like play for a long time. And I want to feel good. And I don't want to go to the gym first and then like not be able to play my best tennis. And so there were so many times this summer that instead of going to the gym, we did. We went outside and we played tennis and that was our exercise for the day. And it really, really helped me realize that exercise and fitness does not have to look like going into the gym and doing the workouts that you've always done. It doesn't have to look like what we see on Instagram. It can look like so many different things. It can look like playing a sport. It can look like going on a walk with your dog. It can look like dancing. It can look like doing an at-home workout. It can look like going on a jog. It can look like literally rock climbing. Whatever you want, you have to realize that you are not going to be able to repair your relationship with exercise and movement until you figure out what you truly love to do. And and also I too I want to say if you do love lifting and you do love exercising in a gym setting and that like lights your soul on fire, 
then you totally do it. Like that's, then that's what you love. You can't judge that. You can't like try and find something else because you feel like it's not, it's like you can't associate it with maybe your past obsessions and your past disorders. Um, if you truly do love it, then you truly love it. You just need to figure out, okay, well, what's a healthy amount to go and where are my boundaries with this? Um, I lied. I am going to say one more thing because this is probably the biggest point of all in order to repair your relationship with exercise. I'm going to like circle and star this to make sure I put it in my show notes. But um, the biggest thing that you can do to repair your relationship with exercise is disassociate the gym with aesthetics. And I know that's hard. I know that's very, very hard to not go into the gym with the goal of looking better. But that's where your health comes in. So instead of setting goals that are physical, physically oriented, like I want to lose X amount of pounds, I want to look a certain way, I want to lose this many inches, I want to whatever, start to set health-related goals. Okay, so what does that look like, Gabby? What does it, What is a health-related goal? I want to be able to walk up a set of stairs and not feel winded. I want to be able to go on a jog with my dog and a mile doesn't feel like death. I want to be able to lift the boxes when I'm moving and not have to ask for help. I want to be able to just feel good. I want to be able to feel good in my skin and in my body. And I want to feel confident and I want to feel healthy. I want to feel mentally good. I want to be able to go to the gym, not because I hate myself, but because I love myself and I'm emotionally healthy. There's so many ways to track your goals on a health basis and not just on a physical basis. Um, that being said, you can set some physical goals that are health oriented. You just have to be careful when it comes to setting goals that are maybe instead of setting a goal to lose X amount of pounds that are aesthetically focused, maybe set goals of, I want to increase the weights I use by five pounds next week, or I want to be able to do 10 push-ups, or I want to be able to do a pull-up by the end of the summer, or whatever that goal looks like for you. Those are definitely healthier. You do have to be careful because we can, as humans, become then obsessed with those numbers of, okay, 10 push-ups. Like, I'm going to go to the gym every single day until I can do those 10 push-ups. And we just whenever there's a number associated to it, whether it's physical or aesthetic or whatever, we can become kind of obsessive with it. So just be careful if you are setting those um, more physically, like physically focused goals, um, just be careful with them and just set boundaries with yourself and check in with yourself and acknowledge your thoughts and um, just being aware of like, your feelings. Why am I going to the gym? Why am I exercising? Why am I going? And if you're going because you feel like you want to be smaller, then we got an issue, girl. Then we still got some work to do, you know? So those are my biggest things. Um, I, I really, really hope that this was helpful. I think that this is a very niche group of women, but also a very big group of women that are going through this right now, as far as like, we all were on the fitness bandwagon and got like way too obsessed. And now we're kind of trying to figure our ish out and like learn how to balance. Um, but I know I'm not alone in those feelings because I have plenty of clients who understand it and are going through the same thing. So I, I do hope this was helpful. And if you guys have any questions specifically, feel free to send me a DM. Again, my Instagram is just at Gabby Mail. If you don't follow me, please go follow me there. And if you guys have any questions, yeah, just send me a DM. Um, I love talking about this topic because I think it's kind of a new area and a new realm 
that we're all kind of exploring and going through together. And like, we don't really have all the answers, but we can kind of learn and grow from each other. So if you have anything that has maybe helped you and something that you have done to help repair your relationship with gym, with the gym and with exercise, feel free to send it my way. I love hearing new ideas and um, chatting about this. So thank you guys so much for listening. I hope this was helpful and I will chat with you next time on the Evolve Your Life podcast. <laughs>